need to feel like they have to have all the answers. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I've had some great conversations, difficult conversations with students and, you know, I wasn't a trained professional in that area to be able to help them out, but it was critical that I was in that space at that moment and I was listening to that student. That student felt like they were heard. You know, I was able to, you know, make some connections to, to help that. Welcome everyone, those listening to the, another, another wonderful episode of the Hardware Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Richard Easley. Got a co-host, Bennett Alupo's keeping us moving and keeping things going and growing. AKA, I'm the hip hop forester who is fortunate that gets to connect with people across the nation and the world, where we get to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. But more so, we get to talk about people's industries and how they think and bring DEI into, into that space. And today, I'm fortunate here again, I'm excited to be talking to first a friend and a colleague, as well as a scholar doing this work uh, at, from the one and only, the Michigan State University. Uh, we have with us today, Dr. Justin Kunkel. And he and I met a couple of years ago Ago, working on some of the diversity work there in, uh, there in Michigan. This leader has helped it and, and has continued pushing it forward. And so, hey, today we're going to just have a good conversation with the doc. Justin, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Uh, doing doing well. Thank you so much for uh, the invitation and, uh, you know, starting uh, what will, you know, hopefully be a great conversation today. Awesome. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, my friend. And we're just going to dive, dive right in. Now, Justin and I, like I said, we have a you know friendly professional relationship um, uh, that that centers in forestry, you know that centers in thinking about natural resources, thinking about the centered in the environmental sciences, and I also would say centered in diversity. And so, uh, you know, you and I have done some work together. Uh, we've traveled together, uh, so you know we've had 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 some good times, been at conferences together. And so I want to do is I want to lean into some of your experience, my friend, and just, uh, you know, so that we can glean information because there's always something to learn from people, you know, who do this work. So the first thing I want to talk about is recognizing that you're in Michigan State, you're a researcher, you've been a student, you know, and a teacher, professor there too, okay, with all of the things that you're doing. Do you feel that your voice and knowledge has been well received you know, compared to others, and I'm going to say with a similar level of experience, okay, similar level of experience, because no one's above or below, you know, we don't believe that here on Hardwood, but, you know, we do bring different things to, to, to our work experience. So do you feel that your voice and knowledge have been well received compared to other people with a similar level of experience? And that, that could be there, that could be anywhere. So. Okay. Uh, so, so overall, uh, yes, uh, you know, I, I will say kind of the uh, the DEI components of, of my work are, you know, something that was brand new for me, you know, starting in, you know, around 2017 or so. Uh, so early on, I was learning a lot, you know, on, on the flight, you know, still am, you know, uh, but, you know, early on, I was, I was reaching out to other folks, uh, you know, and, and really, you know, listening and learning, uh, you know, met, met a, a, a really good friend and colleague uh, uh, that you know as well, Thomas, uh, Bruce Ross. Uh, and, uh, you know, so he, you know, kind of, 
you know, has has his boots on the ground, if you will, in the city of Detroit. Uh, and I, I met him, you know, in 2017. And, you know, he he really taught me a lot, uh, you know, and really helped get my feet on the ground in this field. Uh, you know, so like I said early on, uh, you know, I was I was really, you know, learning a lot. And, you know, as as time has progressed, uh, you know, I, I most definitely think, you know, at, at MSU, you know, in our department, you know, my my feedback is well received. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the things, you know, in, in the academic world, uh, you know, securing grant funding, whatnot, uh, in some ways is, you know, it is a currency, uh, you know, and, and as I've, you know, kind of developed my background in DEI, uh, you know, I have been successful in getting some grant funding, uh, and, you know, I feel, you know, based on that and, you know, some of the success, you know, early successes of some of our programming, uh, you know, my, my name has kind of gotten out there, uh, and I feel, you know, I, I feel, you know, like folks are starting to reach out to me, uh, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, so Yeah. Okay, I'm happy to hear that. That then tells me that you that there's been some, if not you know, most or all success, you know, in this. So that leads me, Doctor, want to ask you about, you know, how have you been successful? And here's the thing. Also, I don't want to guide what you want to answer. I know that you work in diversity. You also have a background in natural resources. You know, mm -hmm. you are an educator. You know, so if there's other things that you like to discuss, please please feel free. You know, but and, and you know that I'm interested in any of it because I'm because I'm just interested in you. You know, so how have you been successful though in your efforts? And what steps did you take? to accomplish the goal, which is why people are intelligently calling you that. Okay. Uh, so, so great question. Uh, you know, I guess, so, so early on, you know, when I, when I started in my current role, uh, one of the big things that, you know, I was charged with was to try to increase uh, student enrollment in our undergraduate forestry program. Uh, you know, so that was just kind of a, a broad overall goal. Uh, and at that point, our department, uh, you know, had had just started some early conversations with uh, a nonprofit in Detroit uh, called the Greening of Detroit. Uh, and so, you know, kind of based on that, you know, initial conversation, you know, our, our department, you know, also had some goals on, uh, you know, increasing uh, diversity as well. Uh, but basically, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, go get the students. Uh, and it was up to me to to figure everything out. Uh, and so I think the, the one thing early on, and I, I mentioned uh, Bruce before, uh, is that, you know, he really, he really uh, got across the point, like how important uh, developing relationships with partners is. Uh, and so, you know, that early on, that's a, a big part, you know, of what I've done, uh, you know, but, you know, above and beyond the greening of Detroit, you know, I've developed partnerships with probably five or six different uh, nonprofit, you know, youth development programs in Detroit, uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Pontiac area uh, in, in Michigan. And, you know, those those have been ongoing relationships. And that like that's one piece that I'd really like to emphasize. It's not kind of like, you know, you swoop in, you kind of put on your show, and then 
go home and you know forget about folks you know it it it's following up with those partners checking in with them uh you know if if uh you know, you're you're doing any programming for those groups. You know, checking in to see how it was received. Uh, you know, what what did what did the students think? Uh, you know, so you know, trying to get trying to get feedback. Uh, and then in the, in this case, you know, I I was working with you know youth that you know might come to MSU and might come to MSU Forestry. Uh, and so it was really important to make connections with those students and. Uh, you know, because one one of the things that you know early on came up in our department, they're like, okay, you know, we've we've done some of this work, you know, we're offering scholarships, you know, but the students aren't coming here. And I was like, well, you know, scholarships and you know financial barriers, that's you know, that's one major obstacle, you know. But I was like, well, what what else is going on there? Uh, and you know, a, a big part of it was just you know developing a connection with those students. Uh, you know, I've been to uh, high school football games, I've been to high school graduations, I've been to, I didn't even know what a prom send-off party was, but it's a really big deal. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it, you know, I, I've been to, you know, Saturday morning lunches with students and their families at, you know, in diners in Detroit, and those were incredible experiences, uh, you know, for, for me, for the students, their families, and, you know, creating those strong bonds, uh, you know, not only with the students, their families, and then ultimately those uh, nonprofits. Uh, in some ways, that's, you know, given me a little bit of, you know, credit, if you will. Uh, and they, they realize that I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to support their, you know, their child or, you know, their student, uh, you know, and, and because of that, I feel like now, uh, instead of instead of me reaching out uh, to these organizations, you know, when they've identified students that really are interested in that pathway, they're reaching out to me, uh, and so so that that's been a, a real positive, you know, out of you know all this work, uh, you know, and I you know I plan to continue to to do more of that, uh, you know, so that that's that's one one big success, and I think another another piece uh you know again you know with our department just kind of getting into this a few years ago uh you know I, I think it was important for our department to recognize that you know some of the some of these students that we're recruiting they show up to MSU they show up to our department and MSU is a you know a predominantly white institution and they look around and you know they don't see folks that you know look like them have the same backgrounds those sorts of things especially in a program you know like a natural resource program like forestry uh and so i i realized you know our department you know had discussions about how important uh it was for us to try to develop an inclusive environment uh and that's something that we really really focused on early on continue to do uh and make sure you know that everyone you know all of our students feel like they have a voice and that it's being heard uh you know we're you know consistently you know asking feedback from our students you know a, a few weeks ago uh my chairperson and myself we you know hosted a a round table or you know a kind of a town hall meeting 
with some of our first and second year students, you know, just to check in and see how everyone was doing, you know, what, what they might be struggling with, you know, what, what our program and department is doing well, you know, what could we do better? Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's really, you know, created a good rapport with our students. They, they see that, uh, you know, they have buy-in, you know, they see that their feedback is being heard. Uh, and so, you know, that that's another really critical piece of all of this. Wait a minute. Okay, now, I'm up here taking notes, okay? So I'm, I'm taking notes on the things that, that you're doing. One, I mean, I, I have like 10 things. But the first thing that, that I got is that, you know, you're working with people from the city with all over, I know, but from the place where you're trying to get, where you're getting students, not trying, excuse me, where you're getting students, you're working with people from the community. The other thing that you said is an ongoing relationship, right? You know, not, not just with the nonprofits, but also with the community. Yes. And I, and I just, and I want to appreciate something that you pointed out. You're like, so we're bringing students, you know, from here, here. And 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 so as they're coming here, you're thinking about their experience, right? What they're coming in and you're saying they're not going to see us. So I'll be honest, I got I, I definitely have two two questions. One is I definitely would like to know what was some of the um, most interesting feedback, you know, that, that you got from community members and students. And but I want to ask you something like the fact that you so so please we're gonna keep that that we're gonna keep keep that question there, okay? Because it's coming from a co-host, so we'll keep it. But I just want to ask you something, just how you mentioned you, you brought, you know, how you mentioned race. I, I, I as I'm just asking, just you know, I'm gonna I want to phrase it a certain way, but how is it for you being in this space? Doing this, you know, like doing doing this work, I almost want to ask you what kind of struggles that you have, but I don't want to assume that you have. But I do just want to ask, like, how is it for you? Because you're doing this, you know, with a different identity, you know, in a way, in, in, a, in a different space. And you're working with the people and you're pointing out what students are going through. I almost want to say, like, he he understands that. He understands. Mm -hmm. So that's my question is, how is it for you doing that? And then I want to ask the other question about the feedback. Sure. So so great question. Uh, so I think. I think early on, uh, you know, I, I was a bit nervous. I, you know, didn't, didn't have, you know, as much confidence as I, I typically would in a lot of the things that I do. Uh, but I will say like a key there again, was having, having somebody else, uh, to get feedback from and to, to help make some of those preliminary introductions. Uh, you know, so, you know, so, you know, an individual like, like Bruce, you know, he he knows a lot of the local folks, uh, and he he made those initial introductions for me, you know. So, based on you know, kind of the the relationship that he already had with everyone, you know, they're like, okay, this this Justin guy, he he's probably okay, you know. So they, you know, there was some buy-in right from the get-go. So so that was huge. Uh, but then it was up to me to, you know, follow through with things and, you know, really develop a new relationship, uh, you know, with the individuals and, and these groups. And, you know, I think, you know, by, by consistently following up and, you know, checking in, uh, you know, the, those relationships have really strengthened. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, periodically, you know, just pick up the phone, you know, call, call folks and, and likewise, you know, they do the same thing. Uh, so I feel like right now, 
I've, I'm in a much different position than I was when I first started out in 2016. Uh, you know, I just, I feel much more comfortable uh, and, you know, confident in, in the work that I do. Uh, and I feel like now uh, it's not, it's not just talking about, okay, well, these are some of the things that we could do for your students. It's actually having, uh, you know, some ambassadors, if you will, uh, from our existing program, uh, from those nonprofits that have been in our program, you know, and they're seeing success. Uh, and so then I can, uh, you know, kind of help make connections between those ambassadors and some of those students that are in those those programs right now. Okay. All right. Okay. So then that, so then with that, then I want to definitely get, get, get my brother's question in here now, which is, you know, what has been, and then I, I'm sorry, I got to put a comment in because I've been to Michigan State. I visited yeah. your department, you know, and I got to see firsthand a lot of what you all were doing. And I got to listen to, you know, like what, what people were saying, and it was actually always positive, but it was because I was looking at it and I was seeing it too. So what has been some of the most interesting or, or no, and important, <laughs> and important feedback that you've heard, one from community members and then two from students? I would say from from community members, uh, and in in particular the nonprofits that I've worked with, uh, is they've made it very clear that they don't they don't want to see this relationship be be something along the lines of you know MSU is coming down or MSU Forestry is coming down to Detroit to plant their flag. Uh, they very much did not want to see it be like a, a one-way uh, relationship, uh, and they wanted they wanted to be heard. Uh, you know, so any any new programming that we're thinking about doing, or you know, let's say you know we're we're thinking about submitting a new grant proposal, uh, it was made very clear to me, like right up front. You know, if you if you call, you know, for a letter of support, you know, two days before this grant is due, you know, we're, we're out, you know, we want nothing to do with this. And so, uh, you know, it, you know, it really opened my eyes, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've gotten so much out of, out of those conversations, but, you know, early on having those individuals at the table as you're, you're planning the proposal or planning the programming. Uh, you know, and, and ultimately, I mean, that's been a, you know, it's a, honestly, it's a no brainer. Uh, but, you know, sometimes that's just the way the academic world works and putting together proposals, unfortunately. Uh, but the final products are so much better, you know, for, for everyone involved. Yes. What? Okay. Wait, I want to, I need to add another group in there. Okay. Okay. So now I want to know what, what you've heard from students, but I'll be honest, Justin, Dr. Conkle, excuse me. I also would like to know what you've heard from faculty. All right. So, cause that is interesting because when the students get there, that's who they have to really engage with, right? That's, those are the purveyors of knowledge, you know, and you're, you know, they're too, you know, in that role, but definitely now I'd like to hear from the students, I guess in my opinion, I would say the most important people in all the work we're doing, right? So students, what kind of interesting feedback have you gotten from them? Well, I think so. So I will say, I mean, 
you know, you know, uh, forestry has so many different diverse pathways that yes. that you can that you can pursue. Right, uh, right. And I and and that's what's so interesting in working with students because they're coming from all kinds of different backgrounds. They have different interests, and uh, you know, I think some some students that you know maybe you know maybe they haven't left the the city of Detroit. Maybe they haven't spent time in uh, northern Michigan. Uh, you know, in our case, and so there there were some concerns about you know maybe being in some environments that they might not be comfortable with. Uh, you know, because there there have been some students that have had a, like a real strong interest in, you know, urban forestry, you know, uh, urban green space design, uh, uh, let's say uh, sustainable bioproducts design. Uh, so utilizing raw products from, uh, you know, the forestry uh, harvesting process and creating, you know, green products from them. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're a program that, you know, it's very comprehensive, you know, students are going to be exposed to really everything in forestry, uh, you know, and so that that's going to, you know, provide some, you know, kind of unique experiences that students, you know, have never had before. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, so it, you know, it's been thinking about those concerns, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, for, for example, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of field-based, you know, courses that have, uh, you know, either, you know, extended periods of time in the field or, you know, some classes where it would be a weekend field trip, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, in, in in the past, you know, some of those activities, it, it involved, uh, you know, camping, uh, you know, for a primary mode of, you know, lodging and things like that. So we we realized that you know there were some concerns from students that that wasn't going to be a comfortable experience for them. Uh, there, there were you know was other feedback uh, from students indicating that you know they didn't feel comfortable relieving themselves in the forest. Uh, and so, those are a lot of things from a, a, a traditional kind of rural-based forestry background, a lot of instructors, a lot of people that are a part of that community wouldn't really think twice about any of those things. But, you know, it came up, you know, as an issue and concerns from our students. And, you know, we realized that we needed to do something about that. If we wanted to provide an environment where, you know, some students from, you know, different communities, backgrounds that haven't been a part of our program before, that they're going to want to stay. You know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, to to get a a strong student that's excited about a program, uh, but then it's another to to retain them and have them be successful in a program. Uh, and so, you know, we've we've you know had to kind of adapt uh, and and make some you know minor tweaks to our program. It you know nothing major, uh, but I think it you know it's a much better experience for all of our students now. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some. 
Let's talk about love, talk about race. One we want, the other some scared to face. We know race ain't real, but it is. We know we can see it where we live. Look at the moms, look at the kids. Look for some of our dads, that's how it is. Absent in the house, then again, some are here. Can't believe the lie, let's change the narrative. Some kids have asthma, can breathe or drink. Clean water, wearing masks to breathe, it stinks. We wanna have fun outside at the rink. We watch by belief, the sound we know is clean. Man, the boys ready to die for they ready to live. They believe the hood's the world for they get a chance to give. But church is a place where folks learn to live. It's also a place some learn where to hit. As oppressive as it is, it's a place for relief. We resilient and conflicted, surviving on the street. Trying to make it out, but the rules ain't fair. The government don't care, let's we stay over here. Flint got bad water, Camden got bad air. I remember the days we were about bad hair. Now times have changed, no drug stores or whole foods. No gardens either operate for days with no news. Remember some places where kids got no shoes. So broke damn and they got no clues Yes, I point the finger to the wealthy instead Yes, you got a lot, but you got no heritage Why we hustle, the race generations Don't rest at all, none of us are patient Something about that is wrong, that file is flagrant But the smartest folk come from the trees and pavement From the trees and pavement Must know who you are that's the way you go very far You must know who you are Then you change the world and play your part Must know who you are Okay, now as you're, oh yeah, so now, you know, being that they're coming in and they have to engage with the faculty, you know, how has that been, you know, doing this work and being a leader in the space, but you know, but still, and 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 I put like this, knowing that people have different priorities, whether it's faculty, staff, students. How, what kind of interest, what kind of interesting and important feedback have you gotten from faculty? You know, as you've been leading in this work. Well, I think, I guess one of one of my my early struggles, I guess, is you know, as I was you know, uh, re recruiting individual students from from some of these efforts, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to provide as as much support for those students as as we could. Uh, and so, you know, in, in addition to, uh, you know, working with the students, I would I would try to reach out to individual faculty, you know, that those students would be in during their you know, first semester, that sort of thing. Uh, and so it, like early on, it was kind of, you know, it, you know, I, I felt like, uh, you know, I don't know, I was asking a lot of the individual faculty members and, you know, uh, you know, it was some, them taking some additional time to, you know, work through some of these things. And, you know, now, you know, we, we kind of have like a cohort of, you know, students come in in the fall and they're taking, you know, three of the same classes uh, together. And now those individuals and myself were, you know, periodically, you know, checking in and exchanging information about different students, you know, any student that might might be struggling, uh, you know, so it it's really led to, you know, a, a more open dialogue. Uh, and, you know, we've we've all been able to, you know, kind of help in different ways you know support support those students for student success uh and you know that 
that's been a huge outcome out of this work as well. Just what I appreciate about how you've been talking about it, you know, is that you describe what I would consider like an ecosystem of yes. things that people need to be able to access. Faculty are important. The administrators are important. The community is important. The environment is important. The people knowing what they're going to experience coming in the door is important. Having a support person like yourself there, that's important. You know, so it's like you got all of this. And this is before we get to talking about grades. This yeah. this this is just, you know, just, you know, getting people there, so on and so forth. And 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 the other thing that I'm getting from what you're saying, and like I said, I'm learning from you as you're talking, is it takes time. Yes. And it it takes resources and resources can come in different ways. You as a, as you know, person, professor, you know, um, uh, um, administrator, money. That's another resource. Grant programs, funding. Then your time going down to Detroit, you know, like that's another resource. So I just want to I just want to thank you because, you know, you're really great to me. You're breaking down, I would say, the nuts and bolts, you know, of um, of your work, you know, and, and how you do it, you know, to, to be successful. So now I want to just kind of turn it and, you know, go back to the roster of questions here. But I want to ask you something that hopefully is going to take us in a different path just a little bit. But it's like I'm going to ask it to you twice. Okay. First question is, and, and we haven't done this before, so I'm just saying just, it just came to me because I'm looking at the joys of this. So I just want to know what brings just enjoy? That's the question I want to ask you first. Like, like what, like what actually brings you joy? Just you yourself. Like in general, and in general, in, uh, in general. Well, you know, family, uh, family and friends is you know kind of at at my core. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, family holidays, family vacations, uh, you know connecting with uh like i have lots of really close friends from graduate school uh that are now scattered all across the country uh and so you know kind of maintaining those connections uh and you know now you know sometimes that's just on kind of a a friends basis sometimes it you know there's an opportunity where you know now i have a a close friend and colleague at montana state in Bozeman, another one up in Escanaba in Michigan. Uh, and, you know, we get to mix a little bit of, you know, friendship, you know, and, and work at the same time. Uh, you know, so, you know, those, those relationships are, are very important to me. Uh, you know, and, you know, my, my family, children, uh, you know, attending, you know, their athletic events, their, music events, uh, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, I guess lots of other things too. I love, love being outdoors. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, so, you know, camping, hiking, you know, fishing, hunting. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Now I want to take that same question and I want to bring it into diversity work. You know, so that, you know, like you just gave like this is personal, you know, that now my question is, what joys do you find in, in the virtual work? And, and before you answer it, I just want to say, like, we've been able to talk to other guests about, say, like, if they felt comfortable, like, you know, like what would it take? You know, and people have talked about what it means to feel to feel comfortable, you know, whether they are or whether they're not. But when it comes to doing this work, you know, people have their own thing that drives them. To, you know, like why, why why they do it, and so you know, I'm curious from you, from your experience and your life, you know, what joys do you find in doing diversity work? 
All right. Great question. Uh, and I, I would say, uh, you know, overall, it's it's relationship building, you know, and, and the new relationships that come out of that work. And that happens at lots of different levels. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to just focus on the students initially, you know, so it like early on, uh, you know, if it if it involves like recruiting work, you know, it, it's working with, you know, pre-college students that, you know, let's say they've never been exposed to natural resources. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, they're on a, a field trip that we put together and they've never left the city of Detroit and they're in a, a forested natural area uh, for the very first time. And seeing seeing that, you know, excitement, seeing the students be engaged and asking, you know, really good questions, uh, that that excites me. You know, I you know, that kind of keeps keeps me going. Uh, and then, you know, once you, you kind of take that a step further and you build that, you know, you build individual relationships with those students uh, that you're working with and going through the admissions process and, you know, going through new student orientation, uh, you know, and kind of getting them, you know, to MSU and into our program uh, and just, you know, seeing how those relationships, you know, grow over time. Uh, and, you know, now that we're, you know, five or six years into a lot of this work, uh, it's, you know, seeing students kind of complete that journey, you know, or at least their, you know, higher ed journey, if you will. Uh, you know, so last year, uh, you know, one of our first students uh, that that uh, finished finished our program under our our USDA Multicultural Scholars Grant Program. He graduated last spring, and he's now a graduate student uh, at the University of Washington in Seattle. He's pursuing two different masters, uh, one in uh, architecture, the other in uh, landscape architecture, and he's going to be focusing on urban green space design work. Uh, and so so, I mean, that's like the first kind of complete cycle, you know, or kind of like the complete journey, you know, working from a student from very early on uh, in that relationship to kind of seeing them start taking those next steps. Uh, yes. You know, that was incredible. Uh, it was. Wow. Okay. Okay. This, this is, this, this, this is making me excited, you know, like to see that because you put in the work, you're getting the results and you're feeding, not feeding people like sin, but it's like, but you are providing uh, our disciplines with more brilliance that we wouldn't have had. And the fact that they've gone from that into to landscape architecture and still have this this other uh, this other discipline, this other expertise, you know, if you will, and that they're adding to that, you know. So I, so I want to say thank you for your work and thank you for your efforts. And so with that. Okay, and I know you're a humble person. I'm gonna ask a question. It's not so humbling though. So I need you to, you know, because you know he's Dr. Cumber's a humble person, everyone. What can leaders learn from your efforts that would improve diversity? And I know, you know, like Thomas, I don't know everyone's thing. I know, but I'm just saying, like, just thinking about the struggles that people have in terms of we still struggle to get students here. We still struggle to get students to graduate. Uh, I still don't feel like I'm connecting. 
You know, I still don't, I, I still feel like people aren't getting me. Like if I'm the one at the university trying to bring people in and like, what am I doing wrong? So I'm just curious, you know, cause you, cause you took us in, like I said, through an ecosystem of things that you do. What, what can leaders learn from what you're doing that can improve their efforts in different places? And I want to tell you something. I'm not just talking academia cause you could go, cause we're talking hiring to me, going to college is a job in some ways too. So just how do we keep people? How do we do what it is that you're doing? First and foremost, uh, you know, you you alluded to this earlier. This is hard work, you know, and, you know, if if you're if you're serious and, you know, kind of want to want to enter this space, if you will, uh, you know, get ready to, you know, put in some some hard work and some some extra hours to to be successful. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, I think. Yeah, well, not just the academic world, but, you know, a, a lot of folks in, you know, leadership positions, you know, feel feel like they kind of, they have everything figured out and they know how to do a lot of different things. Uh, and they'll, they'll just kind of hit the ground running. Uh, and, you know, I feel like, like early on in my time uh, doing this work, taking a step back and you know taking the time to to listen to learn to reflect uh you know i mean that <laughs> all those things should be ongoing but like in particular just starting out this work i mean it it's so critical uh you know i can't i can't emphasize that enough uh and then the other thing too uh is you can't do this work all by yourself. <laughs> you have to, you have to surround yourself with a good team, you know, good set of collaborators, uh, you know, think, think of, you know, resources or, you know, programs that you can leverage. Uh, you don't have to, you know, recreate everything or develop everything, you know, brand new. Uh, you know, there's just, you know, not enough time or money to to make that work. Uh, so we get some quotables here, Bennett. Told you. We get we get some more quotables. This is good. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Doc. Hey, just let you know, we're almost done. Just a couple more questions, and then uh, and then we'll wrap up. Now, as an administrator, okay, professor on campus, you know, the question that you just answered is what you're doing in your efforts which is, you know, like just amazing that's building up your efforts and how you're also connecting. But I just want to kind of focus this in particular on the populations that we're talking about. As an administrator, what do you think we can do better to support populations that we would identify as diverse? I'm talking, for one, that's people coming into the, you know, people who may not be from the U.S. or people who may not be from Michigan. I am thinking about African-American students. I am thinking about Latinx students or Latino, Latina. I'm not thinking about First Nations, Indigenous you know, students, um, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking Asian students. I'm also thinking, you know, um, women, you know, in, 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 in particular, you know, and then I'm also thinking, you know, a family that identifies LGBTQIA, that's lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, gay, sure. you know, just like, what are some things, and, and I know that you've engaged with all of that. I know when, when you and I work together, we've been talking about it, you know, and, sure. and thinking about that. So that's why I feel, you know, comfortable in asking you that. What can we do to better support 
folks from populations that we now identify as diverse. And I'm saying it that way on purpose. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, so I, I would say uh, I'll start out more general, I guess. And I would say, you know, ideally, you know, in a, you know, college environment, university environment, you know, workplace, wherever, you know, our goal you know, our ult ultimate goal is that, you know, everyone that's a part of that company, that university, you know, that department, you know, they should, they should feel, you know, like they can be their true self. Uh, and that they, that, that they're going to be heard, you know, if they see something, if they disagree with something, uh, that they can voice that opinion. Uh, they're, their input and feedback is going to be valued, uh, you know, so that's, I guess, kind of the ideal, uh, but then how, how do you make that happen? Uh, that's the tricky thing. Uh, and so, you know, one of, one of my biggest concerns with, you know, a, a lot of the students that I've been working with, uh, you know, is, is, is mental health related because a lot of students that, you know, come to, you know, a predominantly white institution like MSU, uh, you know, they're, if they're not seeing, you know, folks that look like them, folks that, you know, they feel comfortable around and that they can connect with, uh, those individuals are just going to take us, you know, a lot will take a step back. They're going to become isolated. Uh, they're not going to engage. Uh, and that can just have, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of implications. And, you know, we're seeing more and more of that, you know, coming out of COVID, et cetera. And so uh, it, it's, you know, you know, it's, it's easier for our department in some ways because we're, we're a smaller department and a very big university, but it's making sure that there's the support structure there, you know, that ecosystem, if you will, that is going to be, you know, reaching out and checking in on students. Uh, and, you know, early on, you know, it, in our, like, in our de department's efforts, it was really challenging because, you know, there, there might have been, you know, two or three, maybe four underrepresented students. And so, you know, then it was trying to identify, okay, well, where, where are some other you know, places across campus, or what are some other groups that would provide some extra layers of support for these students? Uh, and so, uh, you know, we've really worked hard to do that. Uh, you know, like there's a, a great uh, program for incoming students that's called Detroit Made, and it's a, like a residential-based program where, like, there's a, you know, a, a hall or two and was one of the residence halls that's dedicated for students that, you know, were born and raised in Detroit. Uh, you know, we, we have a, uh, a manners uh, group on campus. Uh, you know, so like, er, like I said earlier on, it was, you know, realizing that our department, you know, wasn't necessarily going to provide all the necessary support that those students needed and wanted. Uh, you know, so it was kind of developing 
relationships with some of those other groups on campus and making some introductions to to try to make that happen. Uh, you know, so I I would say it needs to be it needs to be thoughtful. It needs to be intentional, and there needs to be follow up. And follow up. Drop the mic. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's see that's even minute just came on just like that. See, so it's, it seemed like yeah. wants to say something. So I'll wait. what's going on, minute? Yeah. And that whole thing, like you see it in a lot of college campuses. Like if you're in a heavily science area, like the the department's not it's not meant to handle social justice, it's not meant to handle a lot of things. So it's important to reach out. It's you need to reach out. And I really appreciate you saying that and that. That was really nice for me to hear as a student, especially mm -hmm. looking up to other people in, in your position. So. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, and, uh, and and so, Dr. Conkle, I just uh, my last. Well, I just want to give a shout out to you. Mentioned minorities in agriculture, natural resources, oh, and other related sciences. Thank you for mentioning Manners. I myself um, um have been a member. I just want to also give them a shout out. Founded at Penn State and Michigan State. So I just want to give a lot of respect, you know, that we're talking to an institution that is, you know, really been, you know, like the, the, the backbone, I feel, of such a great organization that has been around now uh, for at least two, at least more, more than two decades, recruiting and bringing and helping to retain people in these disciplines. So I want to thank you for mentioning them. And on that, Justin, my last question, which is just, look, we talked about diversity. We've talked about some of your career. We've even talked about some of like your joy, you know, what brings you joy. You've talked about challenges around DEI. We've talked about strategies and tactics that you've led to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so, the, um, you know, but I know you have other avenues to who you are. You know, you're a pretty cool, cool guy now. And so I just want to know, based on everything we talked about, is there anything else that you would like to tell or pass on to others, uh, whether it's working in diversity, whether it's working in academia, that I neglected to, to action? You know, just is there anything else that you like? Yeah, Thomas, I'd like to say this. You know, I'd like to mention that. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess one one additional thing would be uh, just to just to prepare yourself. Maybe you know, if if you're going to be in this work uh, for for some unexpected conversations, uh, you know, that you may or may not be prepared for or know that, you know, are, are coming down the lane. Uh, and, you know, I'll say, I, I don't say that to scare people. Uh, I say that just to kind of be forthcoming and, you know, know that that's something that, that might happen. And, you know, I'll also follow up saying that I don't think folks should you know need to feel like they have to have all the answers uh you know sometimes uh you know I've had some great conversations difficult conversations with students and you know I wasn't a trained professional in that area to be able to help them out but it was critical that I was in that space at that moment and I was listening to that student. That student felt like they were heard. You know, I was able to, you know, make some connections to to help that you know those individual students out. Uh, and then I could I could follow up with that student. Uh, you know, so it, it's one of those things that I think lots of unknown things are you know potentially going to come up. Uh, and 
you know, that, you know, partly that, you know, now that makes the work exciting for me. And because of that, I, I learn lots of new things. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, I can't emphasize enough how the impact that taking the time to, to truly being in that moment and listening to, to students or colleagues that are, you know, talking to you at that point. Jeff McCunkle, I want to say thank you. Uh, I think that that's a positive uh, and outstanding just to point to end on about being present. Uh, you you obviously are, you know, doing the work, you know, going through your challenges and growth and you're still engaged. And so we definitely appreciate your time and appreciate uh, you being here with us, uh, sharing, sharing uh, your sharing your your experience, you know, and being and being very open, you know, representing Michigan State well. All right. So, yeah, that's right. All right. Y'all, it's out for them, man. Spartans, all right now. And um, and and on that note, I, I hope that all of our listeners uh, have been able to take notes, copious or not, just take notes on exactly what you should do or some of what you should do if you're going to get engaged in these diversity efforts. We, we heard from the individual um, themselves, you know, that there has to be intentionality, uh, that there um, uh, that, that there has to be follow up, uh, that there has to be uh, authenticity. You know, and uh, and and the other thing that I, I took from it, uh, you know, you you said it, but you didn't say it. You but you made it about the people that you're there to help. It's not about me feeling comfortable and what it is that I'm doing. It's about me helping to make them comfortable. Right. And uh, you know, and not and you're not othering no, but you're saying them, meaning the people that we're bringing in and those who we're working with. And I just want to say thank you, Doc. You know, for uh, you know for openly expressing that, answering our questions. You know, um, um, and just and, and just being here, and also I'll say it this way too: being an example of what people can do, you know, or could do if they're getting engaged in this from whatever background that they're coming from. So, thanks, buddy. I appreciate your time being here with us. All right, thank you, Thomas. Thanks so much for the opportunity. It was great to be here today. All right, okay. And all our listeners, uh, just know that we have outstanding episodes. This is this is but another edition. This is what we do. You know, we have people come on. We had to share their scholarly background, to share their personal experience, to, to share their professional development. And uh, having Dr. Conker here is uh, is uh, is different than who he is, but it's no different than the greatness that we're con- that we're getting from my guests. So, from myself and Bennett to you, hope you enjoyed this this episode. And until next time, uh, Dr. Easley signing off for another Heartwood podcast episode. Take care. <laughs>